Tennessee Prime in the building. Gus's world-famous fried chicken, Austin Price, Joe Milton, Kay Mays. Glad to be with everyone this evening. Austin Price, good afternoon, sir. How we doing, Jason Good evening. Swain? I mean, the rain looks like it's getting ready to be out of here, except for the kickoff to the 2021 season coming up Thursday night, 8 o'clock at Neyland Stadium with two of the marquee players on this Tennessee football team. As you said, Cade Mays, Joe Milton. Joe, we'll start with you. Coach Heupel names you the starter yesterday. Um, just kind of take me through when he gave you the word, hey, you're going to be the guy. What were you thinking? What, you know, kind of just all the hard work you put in, how gratifying was it? Uh, it was a good I mean, it was a great opportunity, uh, but I mean, I feel as if uh, I've been here before, you know, uh, it's not my first time being named a starter of something, so uh, it's just something that I'm used to, not to be like cocky or just to humble me, uh, just, you know, just keep doing what I'm doing, you know, uh, stay in grind and keep my guys going, that's pretty much all it is. Okay, when you look at this team, um, you know, you kind of watched it a year ago, then watched all the transformation and the change this offseason. And even since spring, there's just so much newness to this football team. How much has that really kind of, uh, you know, kind of reinvigorated you to see some of these new guys you've been able to go against and, and all that? For sure. It seems like there's a different, uh, different type of energy, you know, within the program. You know, going out to practice, there's a lot more energy. People wanting to get better, people wanting to work. And, you know, I think it'll take us a long way. Cade, um, different offensive line, uh, different offense for you. Uh, you played a couple different systems. You used to, you're used to leaning on people, dominating folks, uh, and then being able to get 25, 30 seconds to rest. A little bit different with this new tempo offense. Uh, how have you been able to adjust to uh, this new offense? Yeah, you know, it's a big adjustment going from, you know, running one play, coming back, getting the huddle, getting the call yeah. and stuff, to now. As soon as the play's over, you know, Joe's calling the next play. You know, we got to run up there, get set up. And then, you know, he's snapping it as soon as everybody's set. So it's a lot different, but it's fast. Joe, let me, let me ask you over here, Joe. This is the second time that you have been named, you know, QB1. Um, compare kind of your reaction to when you were named QB1 up there in Michigan to now being named QB1. Uh, have you treated the same? Do you have a different reaction? Uh, I have a different reaction uh, because it's a business at the end of the day. And, you know, you have to uh, be able to take whatever comes with it. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing. My uh, first time being named to start at Michigan, you know, I was very excited. I was walking around with my chest out. Um, just feel like I can't be touched. Um, and then after my situation that happened over there and all that that happened, when I became a starter here, it was just like I was humble. Uh, I learned my lesson from what I did previously. All right, let's give a rundown of the show. This first segment, we will kind of review fall camp. A week from now, we'll review the Bowling Green game. In segment two, uh, after the first break, we are going to kind of dive into and, and get to know these kids. I mean, they're more than just football players. What do they like to do? All that good stuff. And then in segment three, we will preview the Bowling Green game coming up later. So let's look at fall camp, Cade. Where do you feel like this team kind of started to take off in fall camp? Was there a moment in time where you felt like, okay, I think we're starting to grasp things offensively, defensively. They're starting to bring it a little bit more and more. And uh, just take me through fall camp for you. For sure. You know, for the, the first scrimmage, uh, the defense kind of got the best of us. We didn't really click on offense. And then we just took those next three days of practice and just really started to build on what we had. And then second scrimmage, we came out and did some good things. And so I think we grew a lot from the first scrimmage of the second. Well, let me get back over here to, to Joe, man. Um, you've been known to throw the ball 70 yards, 80 yards. 
I mean, at what point? How when, how old were you when you first realized that I throw the ball pretty far and quarterback is my is my position that I can be playing in the future? That's a great question. Um, man, in the play on the playground, just throwing with your friends, you're like, nah, oh, you just hit somebody's you know, dog like, cat or something. Nah, it was kind of like fifth grade. Yeah. Uh, I think I threw the ball for the first time, and when I threw it. I was like, man, that's a duck, but it went far. And I went home that same day, and I told my mom, I said, I'm going to try it for quarterback. She started laughing at me, and then she was like, well, go tell your coach. I said, all right. Woke up the next day, and I walked in the room, and I told him, I said, I want to try for quarterback. You know, he laughed at me, too. And he was like, all right, we're going to give you a shot. You got three practices. I said, all right, bet. Give me the playbook. He gave me the playbook. I learned what I need to learn. It was Pop Warner, so it wasn't, yeah. like, too big of a playbook. Um, and when I did that, I kind of just stuck with it, and I rolled with it. How big were you back then? Were you? I mean, you're a big boy now. Were you? Were you bigger than everybody else at that at that age? Pretty much taller. I wasn't bigger than everyone. I was a scrawny kid. I wasn't that big. Uh, I learned my lesson from just playing with everybody that's bigger than me. Uh, I got tired of people picking me up, so that's what made me want to get big. Okay, you could play some different positions on the offensive line. Um, pretty cool that you get a chance to play with your brother. I know that was a plan for you, for you. Sure. Uh, coming back here to, to Tennessee, and now you get a chance to really do it with him being a sophomore, and, and you, um, you know, having some years under your belt. But man, how big it is? How big is it for you in this offensive line that you can play tackle, that you can play guard as well? Yeah, I think it's huge for any offensive line to have one guy or multiple guys that can come inside, come in, come outside, and, you know, play center, play whatever position, and just know the offense in and out. And uh, you know, it just really helps to be able to shuffle guys. You know, I mean, it's a physical game; people get hurt, so. You know, I mean, God willing, nothing, nothing happens to anybody. But, uh, you know, if something does, you know, having guys that can shuffle in and out, it's, it's a big thing. It's easy to talk about, you know, the offensive line. But let's look on the defensive side of the ball. <clears throat> Who has impressed you on that side of the ball through fall camp, especially with all the new faces? For sure. Uh, as far as on the edge, you know, I've been playing tackle quite a bit during camp. So uh, Byron Young you know, really impressed me during camp. His, his strides he made from spring ball, worked his butt off during the summer, put on, you know, 20 pounds, got faster. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, if you can take every offseason, get bigger and faster at the same time, you know, I mean, that's freaky. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of room for potential there, and he just really has some really good flashes during camp. Defensively, uh, the linebacking unit was so... Uh, just kind of ravaged in, in, in spring ball. And I've made the joke that, like, you know, Brent Hubbs and Rob Lewis and myself were running the linebacking unit in spring. That's how thin you guys were. Um, when you guys get to the second level trying to run, is it a little bit different now than it was in spring? Yeah, definitely. I feel like those guys have definitely gotten faster, you know, more depth. It's not the same two guys on the field all the time. They're able to roll in different packages, different people on the field. So, you know, it's definitely helpful. Let me go back over here to Joe, the quarterback, man. You know, I, I, like, I like to catch the ball. There's your meme or gift. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Kay, man. Let's just, I just want to talk quarterback with my man Joe over here. Um, Harder hard, hard throw, you or the drug machine? I've been hearing that you've been uh, throwing some, some, some darts out there. Um, how, how long did it take for your receivers to get used to your style of throwing? You know, I play with a couple different quarterbacks. I had, a couple, I had a, about three or four different quarterbacks I played with. One threw absolutely, uh, absolute dark. Um, how long did it take for your, your receivers to get used to you when you first arrived on campus? Uh, first, let's clear something up. Okay. Uh, I really don't be throwing the ball hard. You don't? No. 
It just <laughs> must, come off my hand. It must like be the that. video or something, man. No, no, it just come off my hand like that. It looks pretty. natural. It looks pretty, I ain't gonna lie. Not to be cocky, but it's just natural. <laughs> um, but nah, that zip has just always been there. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. Uh, but it's just always been there. I thank the Lord for that. But uh I definitely throw harder than a jug machine. Yeah. So, so, so when, you, when you look at the NFL, sorry, Austin, when you look at the NFL and you're seeing how the game is changing, like who are some guys that you kind of, you know, patting your game after? You say, okay, I like his game. I'm going to put that in my toolbox. Okay, I like his game. I want to put that in my toolbox. Who are some guys at the quarterback position that you watch for him and you kind of want to, you know, add some of their game to your game? I know people are going to hate me for this. Uh, I really don't care. It's my opinion. Uh, but I kind of model my game after three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, Cam Newton, okay. my favorite quarterback. Uh, Pat Mahomes and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, man. Those, 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 those are three great quarterbacks right there. I mean, people going to say, why I ain't choose Tom Brady? But, nah, Cam Newton, my dude, man. Yeah. So, so uh, toughest part of making the transition from Michigan to Tennessee has been what? I mean, you weren't here in the spring, so you had to hit the kind of ground running. Um, when you were sitting there in April and May, was it just kind of pouring over the playbook over and over and over again? It was, but it wasn't. Uh, to me, it was more get my get my teammates to understand who I am as a person and how do I, like, do things and how do I, like, you know, just go about my days. Um, the playbook was... After my freshman year of college, uh, playbooks wasn't hard for me. Um, so that was like the least of my worries. Um, it was just like getting my teammates to understand and buy into what I'm saying. How important is it, you know, because the quarterback's only one of you play, whereas Cade's got five guys around him, to, to keep the, the continuity in that room? Because once they pick a starter, the other two guys are understandably going to be disappointed. Yeah. So how important is it to, you know, to look at Harrison, to look at him, then they go, I need you to stay in it with me. You never know. I need you to stand with me. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very important. Um, but those guys haven't dropped their head. You know, uh, they push me just like I push them every day. Um, no matter what it is, we always help each other. Um, Criticizing is not one of our things in our quarterback room. You know, we push each other to be great. Okay, give us, man, give us some things uh, with this new staff that, that you have really noticed uh, at the very beginning that, that really stands out to you. Uh, you know, you're the guy that was recruited by so many schools around the country. I mean, from West Coast to the East Coast, you were a five-star prospect. So you talked to a lot of coaches, uh, a lot of head coaches, a lot of offensive line coaches. Uh, obviously, you were at Georgia, transfer here. Uh, Prude and company were here, and then now you have a new staff. So you've been around a lot of different staffs. Give us some things that kind of stood out for you uh, once Hypo and company arrived here in Knoxville. For sure. One thing that really stood out to me is they love ball. Yeah. Like. Every single coach, they love ball, they love studying it, love teaching it, and, you know, they teach it in a way where it's easy to understand, and, you know, they get their point across, and and they just love what they do, and they bring a lot of energy, a lot of passion every single day, and, you know, it's easy to buy into guys like that, that that just love what they do and love being around the people that they're with. Coach Ellerby's a guy that, you know, is your third O-line coach. You had Sam Pittman, then you 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 know, last year um, with Coach Friend, no, Coach Ellerby. Take me through that relationship because every time you're, you know, there's constant change. So, how how is he different, and and how have you kind of uh, related to him? For sure, Coach Ellerby's just, you know, he's he's an O-line guy. Um, he's hilarious, and he doesn't really mean to be. He's just he's just like one of those funny people that doesn't mean to be. It's like a it's like an awkward funny, but it's hilarious. <laughs> like love Coach Ellerby to death. Uh, just brings energy every single day. Pushes us to be better sets a high standard, you know, wants us to meet that standard. So 
Same thing with you. I mean, multiple quarterbacks coaches. Coach Halsley. I mean, he's a younger guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but a, but an energy type guy. Um, how have you related well to Coach Halsley? Uh, he's a great dude. They're smart. Um, well, he's definitely smart. Um, I just feel like he does everything in his will to like just get us going. You know, make sure we understand what's going on for today and for on in the future. But as a coach and as a person, he's a great person, a great coach. All right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. We're going to kind of get to know Joe Milton, Cade Mays, and kind of peel back the onion a little bit and see what they're like when they're not on the practice field. We're live from Gus's, world-famous fried chicken off Sutherland. Come out and join us. I continue to watch on the Swain Event, the Swain Event app, and BallQuest YouTube. to 10 a.m. You can listen on the Swain Event app or catch the live stream on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or... Bite into that crispy crust with just the right amount of spicy, and you're going to taste the tender, juicy, succulent chicken that is Gus's world-famous fried chicken, a timeless southern tradition that started over 60 years ago in Mason, Tennessee with a secret family recipe. Gus's has stood the test of time and spread throughout the world. It's not just famous, it's world-famous fried chicken at Gus's. VolQuest.com has been the gold standard for Tennessee football coverage for over 20 years, led by an experienced staff with over 600 games covered amongst them. Speed, speed, and then some more speed. VolQuest takes you behind the scenes with features on coaches and players, for only $9.95 per month, find out why VolQuest continues to set that standard. Ever wonder what the best source of Tennessee and college football talk is? Tune in to the Swain Event every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. You can listen on the Swain Event app or catch the live stream on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook Live. If you can't listen in real time, it's all good. Just click on the podcast icon in the app and listen at your convenience. Get all the information on the Vols all year long with the Swain Event. You will not find a better mix of big... Welcome back to Gus's world-famous fried chicken off Sutherland Avenue. Here telling Tennessee Prime alongside Jason Swain and Cade Mays, Joe Milton. I'm Austin Price. Hi, Joe. Let's peel back the onion on who you are, where you come from, what you like to do off the field. You say you like to play a lot of video games. I do. Uh, well, let's first start where I'm from. I'm from Pawaukee, Florida. Uh, people don't know where that's at. Uh, it's west of West Palm, close to Lake Okeechobee. Um, it's like... 
two hours and 30 minutes from Orlando, uh, like three hours from Miami. Uh, but off the field, the person I am, uh, I'm more goofy than him. I'm more goofy than anything. Uh, but I just like playing video games. Call of Duty is the main one. What is, what is it about that game that draws so many kids in? It's like Madden, Call of Duty. I mean, it's, it's, it's a core group of games. Uh, I don't know. I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, know. I don't know. I mean, I just pretty much play with my teammates. We bring us together. Uh, and it's for our unity. We all can play against each other. Uh, so that's pretty much how we go about Okay, what about you? Uh, when you, when, you know, I, I know you you're a big gamer, um, always have been. So what, you know, what, what is it about that that kind of draws you in? Um, man, I've been playing video games since I was four or five years old. Since I could, you know, figure out what to do, and it's just something me and Cooper always did together, playing video games and stuff. Who's better? Uh, it depends on the game. Me and Coop really raw though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm proud that you can like. It must be just gonna be, you know. No, 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 for sure. Me and Cooper are definitely about the same playing field, but Coop's nice. I'm nice. Me, him, Trey Smith. We all bought the same PC, and like we play. Me, Cooper, and Trey still to this day almost play video games every day together. I, I, the, is that where the competitiveness comes out? I mean, like, how much trash talk goes into a video game? I mean, quite a bit. Quite a bit, probably. Yeah. Especially like Call of Duty, you know, I mean, you, you want to get those wins every game. So, I mean, you die in the middle of a game. It's definitely not ideal. What I want to know is who's betting the NIL money on video games? Anybody doing that? Anybody betting the NIL money? Yeah, on video games? Little bragging rights? I don't have nothing to bet. Not, not yet? <laughs> not me either. You're the quarterback. You, hey, you're the best offensive, one of the best offensive line in the SEC. So, that, that should happen here soon, right? I do play some tournaments, though. Get some bragging rights going. What, Madden. I mean, what, when you was there a particular year of Madden that was better than the others? And and was there your was there your go-to team, go-to player? I mean, Madden 21. I can play with the Chiefs or the Ravens. I like playing with the Ravens. Can't stop Lamar. So you just run with Lamar? Yeah. Okay, you? I haven't played Madden since 2014. Madden 14 was the last Madden I've really played. I'm more of like a Call of Duty first-person shooter type gamer. Like, I like was I it, like the... Were you a freshman in high school then? Probably. I was young. I played a lot of Ultimate Team back then. So you're like drafted, like you got these little cards and like whichever cards you got, you made your own team. But I haven't played Madden in years. Big Call of Duty guy. Jason, were you big? Uh, were you a big video gamer? Man, I played college football. Uh, that was about it on PlayStation. But none of the fighting games. I mean, back in middle school, I played like the 007, the Golden, Golden Child. That was, it was hard, bro. Yeah, that was that was about it. Yeah. You, you, know, you guys are too young. Back in the day, that was it. Jason and I are old enough to play Tech Mobile and and and, 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 and NBA Jam. <laughs> I played NBA Jam. NBA Jam. Appreciate it. Now I know Charles Davis sent you guys in the new Madden game for the facility. I saw Coach Heupel tweet that out. Probably did. I ain't been up there. You not been up? You not been up there to play video games? Playbook. Playbook. Over, playbook. Over, playbook. Yeah, we've been locked in. Playbook. 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 That's it. Kate, you, you, 
everybody knows you love to hunt. Um, mm-hmm. But you lead hunting, though. Like, there's a difference between going and hunting yourself and leading kids, going out there and, and helping them with a the duck blind and that Absolutely. type of thing. Well, you know, I know that's something your dad was big on, but it's, you've kind of adopted that. You know, you, you're always on me to come up there and go in the duck blind, which would be, you know, hey, as long as they have uh, Peter Millar and camouflage, we can we can roll with that. Um, you know, you <laughs> take me through going into a duck blind. Your mindset is has it changed from when you were 15 or 16 to where you're now at 22? Absolutely. You know, hunting's my passion. Whatever it is, deer, duck, turkeys. Duck's definitely my favorite thing to hunt. Um, when I was 15 or 16, you know, I just wanted to go out there and just kill a bunch, just kill a bunch. Now, when I go out there, it's more about the process, you know, the boat right in there, putting the decoys out, getting in the blind, enjoying the camaraderie from everybody, um, you know, just watching the ducks work. It doesn't matter how many we kill, just seeing ducks, you know. I think it's just more of enjoying the outdoors, like getting older and just and not all about, you know, the the killing and stuff it's just all about enjoying being out in god's country and enjoying everything that comes with it have you have you invited joe out to go go he didn't invite you out hey is that your cup of tea i ain't gonna lie i might be scared (laughs) i'm gonna be real i might be scared nah you wouldn't it's cool it's cool that's kind of hard for killing animals i don't know can't do it i think i think you can do it why you say that because I think I think Kay will take care of you. Make sure that uh, you do it the right way. I mean, I've seen all kind of photos it's from, from Kay. Yeah, it looked like you yeah. had a good time. I, I haven't done it before either, but you know, I'm willing to try it out and see how it, see how it goes. I don't know. I took Trey Smith on his first duck hunt and really put him on. Like a, it was a really good duck hunt the week we went, and uh, I think he really fell in love with it. Says that it's one of his passions too, and it's something that's it's really addicting, you know. Because nobody like if you've never done it before. You don't realize everything that goes into it, like what really happens and stuff. And like, it's beautiful, honestly. Like, it's one of the most beautiful like things. Watching the sun, you get up there at dark. It's dark when you get out there, and then the sun comes up. You know the way the ducks work the work the hole and stuff. It's just it's unbelievable. All right, Joe. What's something most people don't know about Joe Milton? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I know people. I mean, I mean, like Darnell Wright, when I asked him this question in high school, he told me he reads, uh, you know, I think it was astrology books and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> I knew you were going to get a laugh, Kate. <laughs> Is there something that, like, you enjoy that most people probably wouldn't imagine you would enjoy? I like doing backflips. That's one thing. Backflips? Yeah. Is that something that you will do after a touchdown or no because of penalties? Penalties. Well, what if you make a deal with uh, Coach Hype to say you're up uh, three touchdowns, fourth quarter, and it's a big game, and you score the last touchdown. Make a deal with Coach Hype. Let me do a backflip. He ain't going for it. <laughs> nah, we ain't going for that one. <laughs> would, would he be more afraid of you getting hurt or just yeah. afraid that, um, you know? I mean, he know I can do it, but it's just about the point of me getting hurt. You you, do you do this on the practice field? I've done, I done it before, like probably like 10 times. But if you do it in practice, you should be able to do it in the game, that's right? Practice, ain't, that, ain't that how it works? Nah, but that's with gear on. <laughs> You're so being a bad influence, Jason. Listen, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give the fans what they want. They want Joe Milk touchdown with a backflip against the Gators. Against that's, the Gators. That, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to give the people what they want. Yeah, in the swamp, just what Tennessee and Coach Apple want you to be putting in their heads. Um, Cade, same question for you. What's something most people don't know about you? Man, um, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter or social media, you probably know I like to cook. 
I see my man right here with the How to Barbecue Right shirt on. Shout out to Malcolm Reed on YouTube, teaching me all the little cooking tricks. Yeah, but I love to cook, love to learn new recipes, obviously love to eat. I'm the best so, chef on the team. Nope, cap. Stop the cap. Best chef on the team, what do you cook? Everything. Tell him, also, tell him he better ask somebody. Everything. everything. You, everything. Have to, you can't just say everything. You yeah. have to at least throw out something. Everything with a capital E. <laughs> so you making your own pasta? Yes. Oh, oh. Spaghetti is my favorite. Spaghetti is your favorite. Fried chicken, barbecue chicken. Come on. Uh, uh, the funny thing is, when we walked in here today at Gus's, a couple of the waitresses were like, "When's Jay gonna be here?" I was like, "Jay, like, that's what we call him." I was like, "It's Joe," and they're like, "I know," but I mean, like, they were obviously you like coming in here. Yeah, I've been in here a couple times before. Um, I was just like, at first when I rode past it one day, I was like. Famous fried chicken. I'm like, hold on, now, let me, let me. I know my chicken famous when I cook it, so let me, let me figure out what's going on. So I walked in here, looked at the menu. I'm like, all right, we got a little something. They got some macaroni, so we got a little southern meal. So I ordered my first meal, and I'm like, all right, let's get more. Right, you feel me? So I just kept coming back, and then ever since then, and then once we made a deal with them, I was like, all right, I can eat here for now. On. Usually cooks when they go eat like good places. And the recipe, recipe is really good. You're trying to figure out kind of how to do it yourself? Nah. Did you try to do that? Nah. No, nah, you didn't? I make my macaroni my own way. I'm talking about the chicken. My chicken my own way. My own way. So you let you let guests do it their way, you can do it your way. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. got you. I got you. Okay. Nice. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, we'll preview Bowling Green. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about these guys, what with these guys, about the NIL, the name, image, and likeness, and how they've been impacted by Spire Sports Group. With Joe Milton, Kate Mays, and Jason Swain, I'm Austin Price. You're watching Tennessee Prime. Locally owned, Gus's is located on Sutherland Avenue and has been voted the best fried chicken in every city they've ever gone to. Throw in some delicious and mouth-watering sides, and it's easy to see why Gus's is a must-have at your dinner table. It's not just famous, it's world-famous fried chicken at Gus's. Ever wonder what the best source of Tennessee and college football talk is? Tune in to the Swain Event every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. You can listen on the Swain Event app or catch the live stream on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook Live. If you can't listen in real time, it's all good. Just click on the podcast icon in the app and listen at your convenience. Get all the information on the Vols all year long with the Swain Event. You will not find a better mix of Big Orange news and opinion anywhere else. VolQuest.com has been the gold standard for Tennessee football coverage for over 20 years. Led by an experienced staff with over 600 games covered amongst them. Speed, speed, and then some more speed. VolQuest takes you behind the scenes with features on coaches and players. For only $9.95 per month, find out why VolQuest continues to set that standard. And welcome back to Tennessee Prime, live from Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken off Sutherland Avenue. Alongside Jason Swain and the, let's it, the main event, Cade Mays, Joe Milton. Uh, Joe, 
get the start inside Neyland Stadium coming up on, on Thursday night. Kind of take me through what you're going to be thinking when you run through the tee. I think you may be the – I could be wrong, but I think I'm right here. We'll be the first person to ever start a game in the big house and a game inside Neyland Stadium, two of the biggest uh, venues in college football. Well, to be honest, I don't know what I'm going to be thinking. Uh, I know for sure I'm going to be crying, uh, but actually I do know what I'm going to be thinking. Like, where to go? I've never been through it. Um, I saw videos, but the videos I saw, they kind of went opposite ways. I know that's not how I go now, so that's probably my main thing. You'll come out and turn right. All right, turn right. Go to my sideline, for sure. <laughs> turn right. I just follow, just follow everybody else, man. That's the easy way to do it. Yeah, that's don't be first. I would follow somebody from in front. Oh, you're going to be in the front? Ah, uh, yeah. There's always somebody in front of you. There'll be, like, cheerleaders. There'll be, be people in the They'll be follow, just follow them. The cheerleaders are in front of you. Hey, follow the this, flag. This is, like you're be, flag. This is what you're going to be thinking. Don't trip. Don't trip on what? <laughs> yourself. Oh, everybody's legs. Don't trip on yourself. That's what, the, what you need to be thinking. It's kind of hard. Will you take time to kind of soak it in? It may be in pregame. Uh, pregame, yeah. But once it's time to go out there with the team, nah, it's time to go. In a perfect world, what is the what, what's the perfect first play call of the year? I don't know. I'm not asking you for what it's going to be. I'm asking you if, if, if oh. you got to decide the play call, uh, what would it be? Let's run the ball. Let's get my guys going. Run the ball? Yeah. Handing off to who? Jabari or Tyon? Either one. Either one. Both in the backfield at the same time. Same thing for you. He loved that first play call right there. He loved that one. He loved it. What what run play then there, big guy? Any of them. Any of them. Any of them. One that comes your way? Any of them. Any of them. Any of them. Because now now with college football, like, like back in the day, like it was runs to the right, runs to the left. Now, like with all the split zone, you know, the run might be to the left, but it might squeak out the back on the right side. Might be to the right, might squeak out the back on the left side. So many different cutback lanes, it doesn't matter where it's ran. How, how, how do you guys handle, like, your, your own individual goals? Because, like, I remember, you know, playing, growing up, wanting to play at the next level, right? Uh, but you also want to win. You want to be one of the leaders on the team. You want to be able to you know, help the team reach their team goals, but you have your own individual goals. So... How do you guys manage your individual goals? Uh, do you write them down? Do you post them in your locker? Uh, are, they, are they individual goals that you talk to with your teammates about? Uh, so how do you manage individual goals? I mean, I know you have a plan to play at the next level. I know you have a plan to play at the next level. Uh, how do you manage that by also making sure that the team eats as well? You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, personally, I just think about it every day. I think about my own personal goals, and you know, if I go out and do what I need to do to achieve my personal goals, I think it'll help the team achieve our goal as a team. So, you know, if you go out and, and play good enough, play hard enough, do your job, execute, then that's going to help the team. It'll also help your personal goals. So, that's the way I attack it. For sure. Uh, I kind of pretty much look at it the same way, but whatever I do uh, kind of reflects to the team. So. No matter what it is, uh, my goals can be my goals, but at the end of the day, it's not about me. Um, it's about the guys in front of me because they started off. And it's also about the guys that's around me because without them, who am I? When you look at Bowling Green, obviously they've got a lot of new faces on their team. They had a lot of change in the offseason as well. Um, when, you've, when you've tried to prepare for them, what, what, what do they do that you guys will have to be really good at? Everything. 
you got to be good at everything, you know, uh, not taking nobody for granted. Um, that's the biggest thing, um, you know, no matter who it is on the schedule, we just got to play our best and do what we got to do, um, do what we did in practice to make those plays execute the way they're supposed to, and then we should go on the field and do the same thing. What about you? Um, you know, studying Bowling Green has been kind of hard because I think they only played four, four or six games last year, and then sure. their season got canceled by COVID. Um, had a lot of people graduate, brought a lot of new people in, so a lot of people you can't see on film, you know, who you're going to be playing against and stuff. So definitely studying a team for the first game is hard, but just like Joe said, just not overlooking anybody, going out and executing what we need to do, playing the best that we can, and then, you know, the rest will take care of itself. Have, have, you, have you schooled Joe on the ball walk? Have you talked to Joe about the ball walk? Give him any advice? <laughs> ball walk, I know. Um, it's a little bit different. They'll be spaced out a little bit more. You won't be able to get as close with the fans. What you mean? But, yes, it's way better. But still, I mean, better, better than last year. No, I know. There was yeah. no ball walk. Yeah. And better than <coughs> Michigan. But uh, <laughs> did you uh, – Hey, man. Hey, man, I'm just hey, – I'm, I'm, hey, I'm proud of my school. Man. I'm proud of my school. But, oh. hey, man, did you uh, get a chance to, to talk to Joe about, about the ball walk, man? What to expect? Uh, some of the traditions here in Tennessee. No, I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I can talk to him about it right now. Talk to him. <laughs> so it's going to be crazy. A lot of people, a lot of energy. Going to take that walk all the way down the hill, hook that left. And then, you know, we park the buses and go in for the scrimmages and stuff. You'll take that hill all the way down the left, wrap around, go in that gate. There'll be people from the top of the hill all the way down to that gate. Well, that sounds like a long walk, bro. <laughs> it is a long walk. <laughs> hey, you won't have to warm up for the game. You'll be already well, ready to go. To right? That's <laughs> where, that's the one you soak in. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, it's before pregame, so before you really get real zoned in, you can kind of take a chance to smell the roses a bit. Are you and, talking and, about like how Cam did when he was at Harvard? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it, like, like Tiger Walk? Yeah. So, yeah, but this yeah. is like ten times bigger better. and better. But, yeah. yeah, but it's like the Tiger Walk. For sure. It is ten times bigger. One thing I heard about a fall walk, you got to be clean. You got to be clean now. That's one thing about me, you got to be clean. You, you know what you're wearing. Yeah, I know what I'm wearing. It's in my car right now, matter of fact. Right, we'll, we'll save that as a surprise for the game. Okay, sure. um, you, you, you're a three-piece suit guy now? Not a three-piece suit guy. I like my suit coat, though. Probably rock a little, little coat, maybe some khakis, dress pants. I don't know yet. Haven't decided. Haven't picked my shoes either, but definitely a suit coat. Orange tie? No. No? No. no not tie a, I'm not a tie guy. Yeah, I didn't figure so. I'm not a tie guy. I'm more of, you know, business casual. I don't, I don't like the tie. I still don't know how to tie a tie. Really? Sorry, Mom, but I don't know how to tie a tie. Sounds oh. good. I got YouTube for it. That, 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 that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, I got YouTube for everything. Man. I've just never really – I've only been on, like, two occasions where you've had to tie a tie. and. Just let somebody else tie it. Yeah, I mean, 22 years and two occasions. I mean, it's not – I mean, if, you, if I get a job where I need a tie and stuff, then I'll learn how to do it. But, I mean, on two occasions in 22 years, that's not – I mean, the odds are pretty slim there. This game was likely going to be a, like a noon game. Um, the, the move to Thursday allows for it to be a night game. How much more do you kind of – I mean, I know it, you have to wait all day to get to the game, but night games are just extra little juice. It's special. Yeah, definitely. Me, personally, I like a noon or a 3.30 game. Those are my favorite times to play. I like to wake up early and get it kicked off, get it rocking. Really? Yeah. That's you my like, favorite. You like noon games mm -hmm. over night games? Absolutely. Then you'll love that Tennessee Tech thriller. <laughs> yeah, you'll be hyped for that one, man. Watch out for Kate. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, night games are definitely special, though. You know, stands are always jumping. And just there's, like a, there's a different energy at night, I will say that. But, like, for me, just waking up early, getting it kicked off, and especially now that we practice in the morning, you know, I'm so I'm so used to waking up early and, 
and you know having to get it going early. So the thing yeah. about the thing about night games is like you're sitting around the hotel the whole, the whole day. day and you're watching everybody else play, and then yeah. kind of forget that you're about to play after you have the meetings and everything. You go back, day. yeah. So I understand wanting to play early and get it over with. That's how I be. I mean, um, I don't know either or. I mean, stepping on the field regardless. Um, but I don't know for some reason. I feel like it's God. Uh, my first game started at Michigan was at night. Um, and then when I first heard that our first game here was going to be at night, I just feel like that's God's calling. Um, it's just another another opportunity for us as a team um, and for me to, like, bring the juice to my guys, the ones that they needed. Um, I just feel like we're ready. Do, do you feel like you have a lot to prove, <laughs> you know, transferring, because uh, quarterback is the position everyone is looking at, right? I mean, sure. you get all the all the credit when everything is going great, but you get all the blame when things are not going great. Great. Uh, do you feel like you have a lot to prove uh, to yourself and, and to, to the critics, or if you have any, I don't know if you have any or not, but you know, just in general, do you feel like you have a lot to prove? Uh, to myself, yeah, because yeah. um, I know what I'm capable of doing. But to people in this world, no. Yeah. I mean, people people always gonna have their own opinion, even if you do good or bad. Sure. It don't matter what you do. Um, but as a person, I know what happened last year. Uh, the coaches know what happened. Yeah. Uh, players know what happened. But at the end of the day, it's all about what's next. Sure. You guys both transferred from a different school. I mean, I know you're different in certain ways, but there's similarities as well. Um, Kate, when you look at Joe, how, how can you relate to you know what he's went through making that move from Michigan to Tennessee? Yeah, definitely. Just going to school somewhere and then picking up, going somewhere else, and it's a it's a tough transition sometimes. And just learn a whole new system, learn a, being around a whole bunch of new faces, new program to buy into. You know, it's it's definitely something respectable. All right, let's talk about name, image, and likeness. Spire Sports is is helped is partly responsible for this show tonight at Gus's World Fried, famous World Fried Chicken. Just take me through, you know, when when all that happened July 1 and the phone started ringing, how different was the world for you guys? Um, I wouldn't say it was too much different for me. Uh, you know, it's definitely something cool. It opens a whole bunch of new opportunities and stuff for, for college athletes around the world, not only football players, but every single sport. And it's just, I think it's cool because, you know, I mean, we spend so many hours, so much work, blood, sweat, and tears pouring into this game. And just being able to get, you know, just a little something extra is definitely cool. And uh, Spire Sports has definitely been helpful for me, you know, uh, helped me and Cooper put out a T-shirt with DW Designs on Kingston Pike. And uh, it's done great so far, and I'm just very thankful for them. What about you, Joe? Uh, for that. Hey, can I get one of those shirts, too, by the Absolutely, way? Absolutely, man. What size you wear? Large. Gotcha. Appreciate it. But um, I feel like July. <laughs> I feel like July first. Uh, after that day, um, things have changed um, drastically. Uh, but for me, um, I feel like I don't know. I, I'm not the type of person that like that to email people or go up to people and ask can I like promote their business. Um, I'm kind of pretty much a laid back guy, so like I kind of want people to come to me. But if they don't, they don't. If they do, they do. But. I mean, it's an opportunity, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm not really worried about it. I'm just worried about winning. That's why, that's why it's important to give a guy, guys like Spire Sports Group that kind of does the work for you. A lot of you guys kind of focus on what's important. That's going to class, getting better, making plays, because if you're not making plays, nobody's going to want you to promote, right. <laughs> promote yeah. that product anyways, right? That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's why it's good to have good, good help. 
Like so. Spire Sports Group for sure. All right, I want you to talk about Cade for a minute. Talk about Cade. When, when, when you started seeing him in practice, because I'm not sure how much you saw of him in recruitment or, or in, in, at other points in, in his career, but when you started seeing him in practice, what impressed you about him? I wasn't getting touched. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Um, at first, I was like, you know, I got five new guys in front of me that I really do not know. Uh, let's see how this goes. Uh, and then after, like, the first two days, I'm like, I got more time than I thought, um, but Cade, work hard, you know, uh, smart guy, strong for sure, uh, but just real talented, and he's not letting his talent go to waste. Um, and like I don't seen several plays where I handed off the ball in practice, and I just see him straining for so long, and it's like no matter what it is, like he's down for the team. And there's plays where he wanted to get out. He didn't tap his head, he didn't tap his chest, he kept going. Uh, like, there were also plays where he hurt himself, and he was just looking like, man, I don't care. Got back in, I looked at him, and like after that day, he just earned all my respect. I was like, I looked back, I saw Coach Heifel. Coach Heifel looked at him like, come on. I'm like, man, he looked at me, turned around and lined back up. I was like, all right, that's my dude. Same thing with, with, with about Joe. When he walks into the huddle, huddle, what's the presence like? Huddle? Well, you know what I mean. What huddle? <laughs> when he's amongst the offense, what's yeah. the presence like? Man, Joe, first thing that I realized when I met Joe, you know, the first day he was in the building, he's a great leader. You know, he, he brings a lot of energy, a lot of juice, likes to bring the guys around him with him, and uh, just a phenomenal leader, and uh, getting guys to buy into what, what he's saying and stuff, and then... As far as on the field, man, just, you know, being a, being that loud voice as a quarterback, because people don't realize how, you know, how hard it is to, like, hear the play call, especially in this offense, just going fast and stuff and, and getting everything communicated. He's a great communicator. And then, uh, you know, I'll be blocking somebody and then see the ball just whoosh, take off down the field. And I'm like, dang. He just really threw that thing like 60 yards. But uh, just a great leader, fun guy to be around, a lot of energy, very talented. And uh, just glad he's my quarterback. Sure. Joe, what do you what do you want your legacy to be? You know, when you walk the halls, Tennessee football, you see all the jerseys uh, up on the wall. You see guys that play at the next level. Uh, you see guys that played the position before you, the great ones that won national championships, that played in the NFL. Uh, when you come back here five, ten years from now, you know, what do you want people to say about you? What do you what do you want your legacy to be? It's not about me. Uh, that's pretty much all I harp on. It's, it's not about me. Uh, I mean, quarterbacks, there's only one of them, okay, technically. But it's not about me. It's about the other ten guys that's around me that made me better as a person and as a quarterback because without them, like I said, who am I? Because, like, I can throw the ball all day. That's fine. But if the receiver's not catching the ball and the O-line not blocking, who am I? Nobody. So the legacy coming back five to ten years is about who was Tennessee in 2021. Well, I'll say this. Kate and I have known each other for six or seven years now, dating back to when he was a freshman in high school, a Catholic, and our relationship is kind of well chronicled. You, on the other hand, I did not know you from Adam until I met you on campus this summer. You walked up with a big smile on your face. You were engaging. You spoke. You did not know me. You did not know what I do. And, and, you, and, and you approached me the way Alvin Kamara used to approach the media, and I, I'll tell this story often. <laughs> Jalen Hurd never liked talking to the media. Alvin 
Kamara, love talking. I said, why are you the way you are, and why is he the way he is? And he goes, well, I can't speak for him, but he goes, what I can say is, is when I got here from junior college after leaving Alabama, he said, I knew you guys could help me way more than you could hurt me, and I wanted you to be able to help me. So I wanted to be engaging and talk. For sure. And, and, and that's how you've been every time I've seen you. You come in tonight with a big smile on your face and, you know, talking to everybody. Yeah, I mean, I just like seeing people. You know, I like seeing people smile. It's pretty much uh, pretty much, pretty much all I talk about is, you know, uh, I don't know. I just like seeing people happy. Uh, I don't like seeing people sad. I hate it when I'm sad. Um, but, like, just to see people sad is, like, it's terrible. Uh, because like why why be sad? You can be happy all day. Uh, because you you choose your own decisions. You make your own decisions. Like be happy, no matter what it is. Just be happy. Well, Joe and Kate are both about to be really happy because they're getting ready to eat here at Gus's world famous fried chicken off Sutherland. Yes, sir. That's the inaugural edition of Tennessee Prime. We'll be back next Tuesday night at seven o'clock for Jason Swain, Kate Mays, and Joe Milton. I'm Austin Price. Thanks for watching.